So the question today is what is a prophet and what did the prophetic office look like in the Old Testament? Again, it's a point of confusion for lay people. We hear about prophecy in the New Testament. We hear about prophecy in the Old Testament. How do these offices collide? How are they alike? How are they different? Well, let's start with the Old Testament. We hear the phrases former versus latter prophet. We hear major versus minor. We hear office versus gift. These are all sorts of phrases that are applied to the study of prophets in the Old Testament. When it comes to former versus latter, well, the former prophets really are the historical writers. They're everyone from uh, O Joshua through 2 Kings. The latter prophets are what most Gentiles would understand as the real prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. These latter prophets are also the writing prophets. And it is their books that we associate with prophets and prophecy in the Bible. Now, with these prophets, these famous ones that we've come to know, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, the 12, the major prophets are the big books. They're Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. The minor prophets are the collection of the 12. Are they less important? No, they're just shorter. And so in the collection, we have come to understand the 12 as minor because they have shorter books, and the major is major because they have longer books. Doesn't have to do with canonicity, doesn't have to do with significance, just with the length of the book. But who were these guys? We've got to ask the question, why would there be a, a character in Israelite history who would have the type of power that we see exercised by the prophet. Well, the first thing we need to understand is that Israel had a theocracy. They were a government that truly was ruled by God. God was king of Israel. And when he divvied up administrative power, he divvied it up between a human king, a prophet, and a priest. The king was the civic leader. He was designed to be a type man. This was his job to lead the people in their obedience to Yahweh. The priest and the prophet had more complex roles, really. The priest's job was to work in the temple, to execute the cult, to represent the people to God. They were the mediators between God and his people. The prophet, on the other hand, and this is who we have to focus in on, they were mediators of another sort. Prophets represented God to his people. They were his spokesman. They were his diplomat. In many ways, you would think about God as a great king sending out his officials uh, to communicate with his lesser kings or his citizens. And this is who the prophet is. So where does the prophet get his power? Well, we see in the story of David and Nathan, you know, that unfortunate Bathsheba incident, that the prophet was very powerful. The prophet was the fellow who could step into the courtroom of the king and call him down in public and not die. <laughs> so the prophet is very, very powerful, and the reason he's powerful, again, is because he's seen as this representative of God. There are a few things that are built into his office that we ought to understand. His authority comes from the fact that he is called, he's appointed. A prophet is not born into his role. You cannot inherit the office of prophet. A prophet had to be identified and called out because of his character, his personality, perhaps, and the anointing of the Almighty. One of the essential elements of his call is that the prophet is caught up into something called the divine council. Remember that passage in Isaiah? In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord and he was high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. This is Isaiah's call narrative. And what is happening is he's being caught up into the presence of the Most High. 
He's been caught up into the court of heaven to actually hear God's deliberations with his angels, with his divine creatures in person. And then what will happen? God will speak his will. He will give it to Isaiah. He will, he will say, who can I send? Who will go for us? And Isaiah will say, here I am, send me. And God will give him a message that is, uh, at least figuratively speaking, sealed with the seal of the Almighty. And Isaiah will take that message to the people. If Isaiah messes with that message, if he changes that message, the same thing will happen to him that would happen to an international diplomat who decided to make up his own message for some king, uh, left or right. No, Isaiah has to deliver exactly the message that God has spoken. And this role of the prophet as one caught up into the divine council who hears the actual word of God is modeled for us all the way back in Moses. Do you remember how the children of Israel were terrified because of the thundering and the lightning of the mountain? They didn't know what to do. And they said to Moses, you go up to the mountain, you talk to God. And when he's done, you come on back down and tell us, but we're gonna stay right here because he's kind of scaring us. And Moses embraced that role. And in Deuteronomy 18, God says, okay, that's how we're gonna do this. Rather than all the surrounding countries who figure out what the gods want or what the gods intend by slaughtering animals and reading their entrails, yes, that's how they did it, or by reading the stars or by reading tea leaves or by checking out the lines in the palm of your hand or by cutting off the fringe of a garment and sending it to this king to see if it turns purple when you drop it into a certain vat of dye, Rather than all that silly stuff, Deuteronomy 18 declares essentially the word of God for the people of God. And the messenger, the one who takes that message to his people is the prophet. This is a unique and powerful role. And throughout Israel's history, the prophet is the one who says, this one will be king. No, this one's done being king. The prophet is the one who has more authority than any other member of the theocracy. That role carries Israel forward throughout their history, guiding them, directing them, speaking the word of God, even when it's unwanted. When you think of someone like Jeremiah, who spent most of his career in the bottom of a muddy cistern, this role that is critical to their guidance and their direction is a role that will conclude when Israel's theocracy concludes. It will be reformatted by Ephesians and Corinthians in the New Testament, but the New Testament prophet is not nearly as powerful and not nearly as influential. We can talk about that some other time. But this prophet from the Old Covenant, he is God's man, God's representative. He brings the word of God for the people of God.